Hello, and welcome to the Dangerous Creatives Podcast. If you're growing your photography or creative business, you're in the right place. Each week, we deliver a workshop-style solo show, expert interview, or motivating story from our community, so you can tune in to find encouragement, motivation, and ideas to help the right people find you and your amazing work. I'm your host, Kristen Sweeting. I'm a photographer and coach, and my favorite thing is helping dangerous creatives just like you stand out in a world that just wants us to blend in. I'm so glad you're here. Let's dive in. We're going to be doing a money magic challenge at the end of this year for Danger School, which is our coaching membership. We have a live monthly call each month, different topic each time. So if you join with the holiday sale, it's $333 for the year, which is a huge discount. And it'll let you in for a whole year to this community to get access to the live coaching calls, all of our curriculum that we use with our coaching students, and also this money magic challenge. We would absolutely love to have you. The link for the sale is in our show notes. So make sure you share it with friends. This is a great way to get a boost of energy around your business. If you have some money goals or revenue goals or business goals for your photography or creative business, now is a great time to jump in and take advantage of this sale and the challenge that's coming at the end of the year. So um, you'll get access to the challenge when it drops right after Christmas. So jump in, take advantage of the discount, and we cannot wait to see you inside. excited to have this conversation. We're talking about end of year retreat slash planning sessions and kind of just like as we're looking back on the year and looking forward towards our goals for the new year, like how to kind of do that in an intentional way that um, sets us up to hit the goals that we want to hit in the new year. So I have Lauren and Jen here with me who are Dangerous Creatives coaches and also have been running their own businesses for years. And we are um, are just chatting about some things that we have found that really help us and really help our clients as they're kind of planning their own end of year retreat slash session. And so hopefully you'll be able to take this and create something for yourself too. So, hey guys, are you excited about the new year? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so when we're recording this, it's early December. This is about the time where I start thinking about like, okay, what really went well last year? What do I want to change for next year? Like, what are some things you're asking yourselves at the end of the year or feeling or like, I guess, just where are you at right now? I am starting to, I'm starting to look back at the year and see what actually happened as I'm making the goals for next year. I'm like, what went well? What didn't go well? And it's always, I've always accomplished more than I think. Yeah. Yeah, totally. What about you, Jen? Um, I feel like I like to look at the year as a whole, but I also like to kind of look at the different quarters because I think things this year was kind of a rebuilding year for me. Um, I lost a team member at the end of last year. And so, you know, things looked a little different this year for me than they did in years prior. So um, trying to think about how I want to like continue to grow and what some of those goals might be for myself and my team um, are things that I'm I'm thinking about right now. Cool. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, I, I love kind of like starting thinking back of like, what did I really love from this year? What didn't I like? And um, I guess even like trying to find a win, you know, even if it wasn't as big of a revenue year, like have examples of, okay, hey, maybe this year we made less money than the year before, but what are some other ways that you look for wins or try to see progress in your business? I have looked at this year price raises and the quality of client that I've been able to do with coaching and consulting. I've definitely seen myself, like I'm proud of myself for attracting better people and having just higher standards. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like, okay, if you had 
Um, if you were working like 80 hours a week, making a hundred thousand one year, but the next year you worked 20 hours a week with a client you really loved and made 60,000, like that's still a win, right? Even if the number is not so big. So I think that's a thing to help people look at as they're reflecting on a year is, okay, maybe even if this one number is different than what you expected, like, were you making more per client? Did you work less hours? Like, was there something else that added to your quality of life in your business? Yeah. Yeah. I think for me, I definitely had more aligned clients this year for myself and my team. Like they have the most perfect clients for them, which is really exciting. Um, But I also traveled a ton. I went on five big like international trips, which is something I've always like, I think in my like journal forever ago when I was like things I want to make happen um, was like to go to Europe for two weeks. And this year I was there essentially for like five at different points, you know, like 10 days here, 10 days there. And so that is like a huge win because I ultimately had more freedom, which is my goal. That's awesome. Well, okay. We're going to walk you through these steps and we're going to do it along with you. So if you want to do this workshop with us, grab some paper and just make some little notes so that you can go back and lean into this more. So the first step of what we like to do when we're doing the end of year retreat session is to reflect on the previous year. And that's gratitude for things that we're really proud of ourselves for doing in the last year, looking at wins, um, figuring out what worked and what didn't, and then starting to notice patterns. So let's start with the gratitude one. What's something that y'all are really grateful for in your business in the last year? I made some big changes. So I owned like a brick and mortar business and I sold it this year. So I'm really grateful for that. That I made some changes. And then really um, coaching more with dangerous creatives. I'm really grateful for. And personally, relationships and just friendships that I've been able to invest in more and see just like, I feel like I just leveled up in, in all of those areas. Yeah. Was the road smooth and the level up? No. <laughs> people don't, I think as we grow as people, sometimes we outgrow relationships that have been a part of our lives for a while. And so I've seen some shifts in the way I'm showing up in relationships and not everybody loves that. You know, or you realize, like, I realized there were some relationships that were just one-sided or people only talked about themselves. And this year was the year I was like, I'm not, I'm, my time's valuable. <laughs> I'm not doing that anymore. Yeah, totally. Yeah. There's, there's definitely bumps along the road of leveling up or like, yeah, Jen, you just manifested all like five weeks in Europe and it probably didn't feel smooth the whole time either. No, <laughs> it's, you know, cause it that stuff is not free. (laughs) And so it felt, it was like kind of a mind, you know, you had to get your mindset around like, okay, taking this much time off, I am not, you know, working as much. So I, you know, my numbers might've been different this year. And so, yeah, but the experience was like, yeah, non, you can't put a price on that. So it was all worth it, but it definitely, you kind of have to be like, well, this is what I wanted. You know, yeah, yeah, I might not just be able to go, you know, shopping whenever I want because this is something I'm prioritizing to put my money towards and adjustments like that. But uh, I'm really grateful for all of those opportunities that were presented or that I created or, you know, made the priority to do that. And I'm so grateful for my team. It was really hard to rebuild. Like mentally, it was tough. Um, but the people I have on my team are just really incredible at what they do. And I'm really happy to have like a supportive team. So. Yeah. 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 I'm grateful for my team too, like being able to bring on more people to help out, not just in like my personal life, but in my business too, and just not feel so alone in things. Um, I've also seen more teamwork in my weddings work, like having to build bigger teams to shoot weddings and not try to do every single shot myself. Like I've been really grateful for that too. And for the people that have like just jumped in to have the same level of excellence and understand what, um, what great customer service looks like. So yeah, super grateful for my team. And, um, 
I think my my business feels a lot more human this year. So I have clients that I just am obsessed with and I love working with that respect boundaries and are just like positive, encouraging, awesome people. And so I'm just, yeah, I'm super grateful for the people that have come into my life. I feel like I leveled up the people around me too. So definitely relate. What about some wins? So as you're going back through and you're like, hey, I want to be really excited about this win that I have. This could be numbers. It could be um, it could be like a per client spend. It could be, yeah, I took a few months off and I traveled or whatever. Like what's a win you're celebrating? I traveled internationally for the first time since COVID, not study abroad. And then um, I would say numbers wise, my clients doing less at a time, less clients, but my retainers are a lot. And I'm really, this year I understood more than ever the return on investment for my clients and really had my pricing reflect that. Love it. Yeah. Um, I think a win for me is, I mean, I keep coming back to like, yeah, I mean, I, my business took a big hit when I lost a full-time team member last winter. and But within eight months, I was back up to the revenue that I had before so yeah that's, that's amazing awesome. thanks <laughs> yeah I think a win for me because last year I totally took off and like I only kind of maintained my business and I still you know my my revenue cut in half last year when I took time off and this year it's built back up to almost where it was before but I rebuilt it in a better way like in a way that really works with my energy that really works with the kind of like ebb and flow of a schedule I want to have. So like took two months off this summer and took little chunks of time off to be with family or to do a friend trip or, you know, I, I like really was intentional in planning it. And so that revenue number feels so different than it did before because now it feels very flowy and um, intentional and not like I was just um, like scraping by trying to make everything work. So that feels really good too. And then had one of my biggest clients. Um, and so I think it just started opening up my mind of like what's possible. This podcast has grown so much. Um, but I'm just like so grateful for the like depth and intention in each different aspect of business. It's not just like holding onto a roller coaster that's running away. It's it's like yeah. everything was really put in place for a reason. Um, and then what are you leaving and what are you taking? What's something that you tried this year that you're like, nah, don't need it, don't want it? Um, and what's something you're taking into the new year? I tried a couple things business-wise, like these mini sessions and sometimes not qualifying people enough. And so I'm going to have a different process for the people that I'm going to work with. That's definitely something I'm leaving behind. Um, and something I'm bringing with me is just the relational stuff. Like, I think that the way that I want to network and just the way I'm, I'm working in general and the way that changed this year as far as communication and when I look at things and when I don't has improved and really helped me. And that's definitely something I want to continue and bring with me. Love it. What's something you want to leave behind, Jen? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm not really sure. I feel like there are some things that I'm like, maybe I would leave behind, but I'm not ready to yeah, totally. Even if it's like a mindset or a limiting belief or like, um, like I don't know. I think people pleasing is one for me that I'm leaving behind, you know, just like that attitude I'm going to leave in the last year. I don't know. I feel put on the spot. I've not <laughs> thought about this, guys. Um, I think I'm going to try to leave my imposter syndrome <laughs> in 2023. Yeah. That would be nice. Uh, and what I want to take with me, hmm, I don't know. This is a hard question, guys. That's okay. These are hard. I don't think I have – 
I have not thought this through. <laughs> That's okay. I think of it. You can... Yeah. Maybe, I mean, I just, I still, like, I want to keep traveling and taking time, like, off of work where I, like, get to spend with my friends or my partner where we're traveling or doing something where it feels more intentional. Um, that was really nice this year, and I'd like to keep doing that. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I think I'm leaving behind um, this like pattern of overworking where I like push my system too far, you know, where I'm like, oh, well, I just need to save the day for everybody or I need to push beyond my like limit, you know. So I'm leaving that behind and I'm taking with me this newfound like, hey, take care of yourself first and that's going to reward you in your business. So this new not so much new, but just like leaning more into that mentality of if I'm good, mind, body, spirit, my business will be too. And I need to stop putting myself at like the bottom of the list. So that's a big thing for me. Um, and then let's talk about predicting because I feel like predicting patterns is a good thing to do during this retreat too of looking and seeing like when, when did things really work? When did people book? When did... I have my busiest month. When did I have my slowest month? Like, talk to me about that. What are some of the patterns you've seen and how can that be helpful in business? I've definitely seen in 2023 more than ever the cycle of revenue for me and then how long it actually takes people from when I start talking with them. Like, well, let me, I have some small business and they're really quick to get stuff on my book. Like really quick to get on my schedule. They might feel like they're really suffering and in a panic. And then the large businesses that I work with, it could take two to three months for us to really get in a groove with their schedule, sign their proposal. So getting more realistic about timelines is really something that I'm into place yeah yeah totally and just being like okay this is going to take a little bit of time Mm -hmm. anything for you Jen where you're like this cycle helps me or like recognizing this cycle kind of helps me with my anxiety or whatever so typically you know I have a background in photography so usually slow time is kind of now through early but that's on the VA side that's actually like our most we get the most inquiries in like January because people have that downtime and they're like, I'm ready to like onboard and get kind of situated before the spring. And so I, you know, learning that has been helpful as far as when to maybe bring, think about bringing on another team member or when to figure out availability situations, plan trips, things like that. Um, And I've started I've worked with several people long enough that I know kind of their launching schedule and things like that, which really helped me kind of plan out my year. Um, And I definitely have months where there's a dip because people take time off or, you know, we have different situations happening as far as like the revenue stream. And that's kind of started to become more of a pattern too. So Mm. yeah, a few different things, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I I mean, with with weddings and photography, there's definitely like booking windows where people book more often, you know, so I feel like the holidays, a lot of people get engaged and then January to March, a lot of people book. And then um, like at least in in my area, a lot of people don't do stuff in July where it's really hot. So to me, that's like, okay, I could take a sabbatical then or I could travel then. So I like to look at some of those patterns and then I plan my launches for the education stuff around that. So I used to just like, I think I used to launch when I was panicked about money or when I was like, people are asking for this thing or I need to, this is an emergency, I need to do this right now. And doing these year-end retreats helped me think like, like make a plan now. So I'm not just knee-jerk reacting on like, I need to offer this thing now. I can plan ahead and be more intentional about it. So I I took like June and July off last year and that felt really good. Did you guys take any time off? Yeah, I took off. Well, when we went to Portugal, I took off time before then and then really traveled more than ever this year. Like 
took my family places and the last few months I've been gone multiple times and it's felt really good. That's awesome. Yeah. I took off. I, I didn't like, I feel like every year I look back and I'm like, oh, this didn't work out in the way that felt the best as far as timing. Sometimes you can't help those things. So I had like four of the five trips were like back, almost back to back, like one month and then the next month. And I didn't like that. It felt like a squeeze financially. It felt like I was like just getting back into work and then I was leaving again. And so trying to like space it out better this year, sometimes it can't be helped. It's like things I've committed to or or whatever, but I had a couple personal trips that literally piggybacked on like more professional trips last year that I did not did not like, but I took off yeah like five weeks or something last year. Oh my gosh, at, at various times. Yeah, no, that's amazing. So I mean, as you're thinking about the next year and setting goals based on values, like what are some of y'all's goals? What are you like? I really hope I get to do this next year. I want to live abroad with my kids for a month. So that's something over the summer that they're getting older. I have a daughter that's 13. And so I've been counting how many summers I have left with her. Oh, that's like so depressing. It's, it's really depressing. And my husband, you know, we were talking through it and seeing some stuff we want to push off and do. And then all of a sudden I was like, we might only have five summers, you know, or who knows? Like maybe she'll want to travel or do something big trips by herself or stuff and she'll start working and she, we won't be able to do this. So we really need to get on it. And a part of that is for me, like stepping into home share or where I live is restricted from Airbnb. And that was the plan I had with my new house. And so I'm like planning to do home share to make all of that fun and possible. And feel like the holiday. I don't know if it'll be yeah. that romantic, but <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's something that is definitely that's going to happen. For I sure. Goal. Yeah. Um, I mean, travel is always a goal, like going places that I've had on my list for a long time. What's on your list? Um, Italy has been on my list for a long time. I'm going there in May with you actually and study abroad um and palm springs so i'm excited to do that in january and but i also it's like opposing goals because i want to like go some new places i'm also going to amsterdam which i've never been in budapest like i have a lot of really exciting fun things planned um but i also want to build up my savings because <laughs> i feel like yeah. i to do with all my travel last year so it's kind of like opposing goals it feels like i'm not like we'll see <laughs> I feel you. Yeah. I mean, one of my goals is like to pay off our mortgage, but I'm like, but I don't want to do that with, by not traveling. So I'm trying to balance those two goals too. Cause yeah. I want to travel. It's only going to get harder as I get older and as Hudson gets older, but I also want to pay off my mortgage. Yeah. <laughs> I think if I can curb my clothing shopping, it would help. <laughs> yeah, totally. Those are fun goals. Yeah. I'm trying to think my goal for my goal for next year is to just have some more supportive routines to um I mean y'all know I've been trying to get an apartment in Paris for a long time. I'm so close to it right now. I like have seen the vision. I can afford it. I like I have the steps in place. I just need to pick the time and make it happen, you know? And make sure it's like, you know, I'm overthinking it. So putting it out there, now it's on a podcast. So <laughs> now I have to actually do it within a year or I'm just like, you know, okay. Yeah, apartment in Paris. You can like go on places and find furnished apartments and like do shorter leases. There's so many creative ways to make some of these crazy goals happen. So I'm all about it. Um, okay, what about financial goals? So we have some different stages of financial goals. Um, one thing I've found for me is like, it's so easy to be like, oh, I'm going to double my revenue or I want to make a million dollars this year, like to just set some pie in the sky financial goal and then get really discouraged when you don't hit it. And so I think having like realistic timelines for goals too, because like I said, I want to pay off my mortgage, but realistically, that's going to probably take six years, seven years. So 
it's a goal, but it's a goal within six years, not within this year, you know? So what are some ways you think about financial goals and have y'all ever done stair steps like my minimum goal, my reach goal, my like, holy cow, I can't believe I did this goal. Do you, do you space them out like that? I have, yeah, in the past. I think that especially with my other business, I had like, I would love to reach this, but if we get this percentage over last year, that would be great. And sometimes I grew like 5% and then I had years where I grew over 20%. And so seeing that fluctuation, I think helps me be a little more realistic. Mm -hmm. Um, But this next year, I want to bring on um, probably an assistant. And so I'm looking at what my revenue needs to be to do that. So I'd love, I like, and, and being realistic, like it's not, I can't bring on an assistant in January, but I would love by October to have an assistant in place. How do you price that out? Like, is it going to be a full-time assistant? Is it going to be someone on the business side or someone on your personal side? And like, yeah, could you hire someone part-time for a little bit? Or how are you thinking about it? I'm thinking about it where probably like a VA. Like I want someone to be between me and my clients, help with the onboarding process and be able to send them boxers and be like, hey, I need you to reach out and share share my calendar with someone and have them coordinate things. There's just, there's things that I'm not good at. And I'm being very realistic about like, I am not good at these things. And there are people that are. And it's, if I spend more time on what I'm good at, my revenue is just going to go up. Like that person will pay for themselves. My ideal goal would be to have someone that can kind of do some house management and be an assistant in the business. So someone I can be like, hey, can you go grocery shopping or can you go grab a gift or throw in a little laundry if I have these things going on so there could be two different people two different people part-time mm-hmm. or something oh yeah like I would I live by a couple of universities I'm like even if I have a college student like five hours a week it's not a crazy spend and that would be such a relief yeah so yeah. I've helped my clients do it <laughs> like I've had I have a client right now where we built out a job description and we found her someone that floats between businesses and all the little things that she does for her is they're amazing. And she's like, she loves it. She loves doing all the stuff that I hate to do. And it's so nice. I've had multiple personal assistants like that. And it is so good. Cause I think like we have, we have this idea that we're supposed to be able to build this big business and also parent children and also run a whole household. And, and then no wonder all these women around us are burned out, you know? So I think building those support teams as you grow is such a good goal to have too. It's not just like more, more, more money. It's like, how can I be a more whole person as I'm growing and doing all these things too? Yeah, for sure. I I don't know that I've ever set like the stages, like the different, like, you know, minimum goal. Like I don't think I've ever done that. I feel like my goal is always just to increase my income, whether it's 1% or, or whatever. Um, so yeah, I mean, I would love to keep growing. I think that it's getting to the point where I probably need to hire again, which is always challenging. So I feel like when it comes to my financial goals, I feel like I'm in a really good place. I have a good client base and all that, but I always, I think about like my team and how I can like help provide an income for them and and get them a full client, you know, whatever load they want as far as clients, I want to make sure that I'm able to give that to them. Um, so I feel like that's probably, and that's wrapped up in a financial goal, but it feels like more person based because you yeah. know, every, each person on my team has like a different like time commitment that they're willing to give and, and their client loads vary. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I I like setting financial goals and they don't, like I don't beat myself up like I used to around them. Like if I'm like, I'm going to make this number and I don't hit it, I don't, I'm just, oh, well, I'll do it next year, you know? So I don't beat myself up. Um, Or sometimes things change as I'm going towards them. Like I've had, um, I want five weddings at 25 to 50,000, you know, that's one of my goals, but 
if I only get two of those of those price range, I'm still happy, you know? So, I mean, I, I like to be really flexible with them so I don't get like really discouraged if it doesn't happen exactly how I think because sometimes it just takes a little longer or whatever. So I like to break it down for the things that I'm offering. But one of the goals I have right now is to move more of my income into like passive income. So podcast ads and memberships and courses that I'm selling. And so I really can when I like I can be super picky about one on one clients I take for coaching um, for wedding clients. I don't have to put so much pressure on those projects, you know, so my service based income is much more. Um, uh, yeah, I can just be really, really thoughtful about who I work with. And the other stuff is kind of like growing as it as it grows with, you know, more marketing funnels and things like that. So yeah, it's interesting as people's businesses shift, like we see a lot of times people are like, hey, I just need to get enough clients to pay my bills. And then you're like, okay, I need to raise my pricing. And then now I want to create more time. So I'm going to um, work with people in this way or outsource this stuff that I don't like doing. And it's just cool to see like as creative businesses grow that there's, there's these kind of like growth cycles that people go through. Yeah. I think something that I see I've personally gone through and I see most people go through is once you create that freedom for yourself and you like have less anxiety and you start seeing these revenue cycles, you can't go back. Like you're never like giving up that freedom. And there are times where you're like, okay, I have to like move my business a little bit more, but you're going to try to find it as much as possible and do what you can to, to keep having it. Yeah. Yeah. Once your brain sees that it's possible for you, not just for someone else, then it's just really motivating to keep going down that path. Yeah. Um, what about blocking off free time and personal time? Because this is, we've talked about this before. Like I tend to overwork. I love my business. I could just work all the time. Um, and so one of the things I really have to do is be like 2024 calendar. When am I going on a friend trip? When am I taking a trip with my family? When am I just like staying alone in my house and kicking everyone out of my house? Do you guys do this? Like, how do you prioritize the rest and the space and like creating the blank space for yourself? I, last year I started to do it more and I, my schedule was extremely demanding because of, I essentially had three different jobs at one time and it was something I had to do to prep for selling my business. And so what I had was just one block every week where I tried to do something personal. And one thing that really my soul is meeting with friends for coffee. And so I had a block that was every Friday morning that was like time for myself or meeting with a friend. And I stuck with it pretty much. There were some times where I was like, Ooh, I have to go to doctor's appointment or one of my kids is home, I'm not feeling well or things like that. Um, and we were talking about this yesterday as we were getting prepped, but I, at the end of this week, I was like, I'm walking my whole afternoon and it says like hike and if it's rainy, I'll go work out. Like I'm blocking workouts this next year. I'm able to work out more, focus on getting my body stronger and healthier and then pre-blocking vacations. Yeah, that's so good. I think those like the weekly blocks have helped me so much. I don't know if I have ADHD or if I, I don't know, I definitely have anxiety, you know, it's like, and, and so I can just let things grow over like an overgrown plant or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so having those time blocks, even if I'm a little flexible with them are so good to be like, oh, Thursday morning is the time I take my son to a date or um, every morning before 10, I'm homeschooling, you know, like just having those little routines. Mm -hmm. Um, like I take Tuesdays and Fridays off and do field trips with my son and more homeschooly house stuff. Um, but it, I also see it help my partner. I see it help my kid, you know, for us to all be like, Andrew needs to work here. I need to work here. And we get to like work all together on this batched plan or whatever. Yeah. I, so offloading my my other business over the last month my kids both of them said separately like not in the same room like you're like 
laughing all the time and seem like you're having way more fun and we're spending so much more time with you. And my daughter actually was like, you're laughing a lot. Is something wrong? <laughs> and I was like, do you think I'm like day drinking? Like, what do you think is happening? And um, I was so happy. Yeah. And I was like, oh, like, this is something now as I do it more. I can give it away. Like I'm giving my kids are seeing more joy, seeming more joyful. And like, I, even with clients, like there's a few where I was like, it's time for me and character energy. And I couldn't give that away before. So, and now I'm seeing them be like, I blocked a trip. I left my business. I am not doing that anymore. And that's been really fun. Um, I feel like I'm probably different than most creatives because I'm pretty regimented and schedule oriented. So like I walk twice a day, every day, no exceptions. And I don't work, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And I know my vacation like a year plus in advance, usually for the year coming up. So I feel like, and I don't have children, so that changes a lot too. Um, I think the thing that I... I want to focus on and and keep doing next year. So as my business with the VA has grown, VA stuff has grown, I've kind of tapered down slowly on photography. And I feel like every year I kind of trim that back even more. I'm really only working with like people I really, really want to work with because when I have a Saturday free, I want to like go into the city or spend time with my partner or just lay on the couch and read. I don't want to leave and go do a photo shoot. I'm new to an area. I don't want to spend my weekend scouting, driving all over Chicago, looking for a location. Like those things just aren't as important to me anymore. Um, So I feel like that kind of trimming that back leads to more rest, more family time, more um, time off. So that's, yeah, that's the thing I can become a little more tight around. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, I mean, anything like anything that you, when you look at this year on the personal side of things, where you're like, oh, I'm kind of sad I didn't do more of that this year. Like, for example, I feel like I'm in a phase of life where it's just harder to see friends as much. And I'm kind of sad I didn't have more house parties. Like, we've done some, like, I've had friends host things or we posted a couple, but I would really love to do like a weekly friend dinner where we just have people over and create more community around like a meal. And I don't know. I love, I love building routines with friends. So I think that's the thing that I didn't do as much this last year that I want to do more of next year is like, Hey, Tuesday night's trivia night at this restaurant, or this is a night that we just have people over. I don't know. Do you guys feel that? Yeah, I definitely, I would say with relationships and time with friends and walk, even like, I love your idea of being like, I block this time and I take my son on a date. Like my husband and I have gone through different times of trying to make routines and we this year we prioritized therapy together and at the beginning of the year when we were doing that we prioritized our like date time and then we got really busy and we moved and there were more sports this fall and all of that and we really just like pushed it to the side and so I'm like this next year I'm like I want a standing calendar blocked date even if it's during his work day and we're just getting lunch or something like that um and then doing the same thing with my kids and friends. The end of the year, I have a few friends that I, if we don't block the calendar, we never do it. And so these last few months, we were like the first Monday of the month, every month we're getting dinner. And I just want to keep that stuff going. Yeah, I love that. I think I want, I want more time with my family. Like I moved closer to them, but I still like don't get up. I mean, I've been to my mom's house since May and my grandparents are getting older and like, I feel like making more time to like, I see my one sister all the time because she's close, but like making more time to like be intentional and go up to my mom's and see my grandparents. Like that's something that I haven't been doing the past couple of years and I really want to do more of. And then also just making more time for myself to explore different creative 
pursuits. I feel like I'm kind of in this phase of wanting to try, like take a pottery class, which I did, and like just trying new things to like re um, invigorate that creativity that I feel like doing less photography. My job is not very creative; it's very technical, and and so I just I miss that part. You know, I want to play with film. I want to just do stuff for the fun of doing it, not like how can I make money doing this, which is where my brain tends to go. So just trying something and maybe being bad at it, I want to find more time for that. Totally. I love that. That's another, I'm like, ooh, another block I'm going to put in my calendar. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's, it's hard because I don't like doing things that I'm not good at. I'm a perfectionist. I'm an Enneagram one. I really only like to try things if I have a, a feeling it's going to be something easy for me. <laughs> I don't like to fail because I see it as a personal failure, but yeah, like taking a pottery class and not being good at it was actually really great. I think for confidence, for just doing something just for the fun of doing it and and not feeling like I have to be amazing at this so I can charge someone for it and or make money doing it or um, want to, how someone will want to buy it. Like it, I, yeah, I want to, I just want to feel like a kid again, a little bit where you feel like that freedom to kind of express yourself creatively and not worry about the outcome. Yeah. And yeah. So that's been my ongoing journey for this year that I want to like really make more time for. I felt like that with, with like, clothing lately like as a kid I loved thrift shopping or putting together like pretty little outfits and so I I feel like I fell into the like I'm only gonna wear yoga pants and sweatshirts for years and so now I've been having like my little hobbies trying to find cute outfits and learn more about styling and stuff like that so I'm still definitely learning and I'm definitely wearing like sweatpants right now so (laughs) (laughs) Um, Oh, cool. Anything else this time of year that you're just like, this really helps to think through? Oh, I I guess one thing that I think is so good to do is to take a goal to say, okay, I want $2,000 a month of passive income, or I want to hit 300 in revenue, or I want a client that spends this much or whatever, is to take it and break it into a process instead of just putting that number on a board somewhere, like, like what what am I going to try to get there what um what processes am I going to do regularly to make that happen like I need to make a marketing funnel I need to have a show that's going to lead to this thing that's going to you know like how do you break down your process goals so that you can actually do the thing that you say instead of just being like, I want to live on a yacht, you know, like Mm -hmm. throwing something big out in the air. I was in a coaching group a couple years ago and went through this process where I would like envision myself in that space, like what I would feel like and set a date to it. So I would be like, by June 30th of next year, I'm in this space and I feel like this. And this is what that moment feels like. And here's what I see. And I would try to do a little bit of meditation, visualization around it. And so I brought that into some of my goal setting. And then I'll write it down. Because I think what really discourages me sometimes is like setting a goal. And then it inhibits me from being able to put myself in that space. Because I feel so overwhelmed about the steps to get there. So Mm. kind of reverse engineering like what will that really feel like without and being like I'm not thinking about the process I'm not thinking about the money I'm just thinking about like where is that and how did like how does my body feel when I think about it and so that helps cool I like that yeah like helping yourself get in that frame of mind before you start to do the busy work Mm -hmm. yeah I think I kind of do something similar where I think about like okay what is a person who makes you know, $300,000, what do they do daily? Like, what do they do for their business on a weekly basis? And try to put myself in that headspace of like, okay, well, if I need to increase my income by this much, I can't keep doing the same things that I was doing. So what does that look like? And I think that helps me kind of visualize and break down the goal a little bit better. Yeah. 
Yeah. But I think it's like that with anything. It's like, oh, you want to be healthier. Okay. Well, what does a healthy person do? They get up, they go for a walk every day. They don't eat out as much, you know? So I kind of started doing that this year in my personal life and goals I had personally. And so I think that is a helpful way for me to like really get into that better mindset and then make the steps. Like it, it kind of helps you take action when you're like, well, this is what that person does. And so I'm going to go and do that. Yeah. Doesn't James Clear talk about like an atomic habits, talking about the identity piece, Mm -hmm. that if you can take on the identity of a rich artist or a healthy jogger or whatever, right? Yeah. He does talk about that. That's kind of where that is from. Yeah. It's like, what does, I think he even gives the example of like, what does a healthy person do? They don't smoke. They don't drink alcohol. Maybe they, you know, they make all their meals at home. They exercise daily and prioritize it. Like everyone has an idea of what that might look like. But I think if you can do that in business, it can be really helpful in thinking and maybe, and also it helps to know people who have kind of like either, you know, surround yourself with people who are where you want to be. So when you know people who have hit those goals, it's easier to be like, emulate how they work or what they do. And as far as if you're like, what does a person who makes so much money do? Look to your network. You know, you might know someone that does that and you can sort of see how they work, observe how they're marketing themselves and, and use that like, oh, they're on Instagram every day or they're sending emails once a month or they're, you know, you can kind of base it around those types of things. Yeah, I think something we talk about a ton is expanders. And so, I yeah, like what you were saying is finding people, like sometimes it's like clearing out your Instagram and being like, if I'm going to be watching something, it's going to be people that are expanding, like my view of things, or I'm going to listen to things where it's going to give me tools to get to that space. And when I'm even in that like visualization process and I'm writing the goals I get from that, like I use a lot of I am statements mm-hmm. as like, I am someone that does this. And that just, I think it also, like it tricks my brain into being like, oh, like that's who I am. Like it's just yeah. going to flow out of me and it'll feel really good. Yeah. I mean, I think that identity thing and finding little pieces of evidence that are like, yeah, you are Lauren. Like, even just use the example of I'm a rich artist. Like I think all of us could take half an hour, 15 minutes and write down a bunch of reasons why we are a rich artist, right? Like even if you're like, I'm not at the financial goal I want to be, you can be like, I get to do something I love for my job. I have flexibility. I have all these relationships that are really important to me. I am connected in these ways, you know, like you already have evidence, no matter where you are in your business, that you are that person. And so I think that that helps too of like, oh yeah, I I am that. So I should continue to act like that instead of what I think I see a lot of people doing right now, which is is clinging to the evidence that something's not possible mm-hmm. or why it's not working out for them. And that just is a self-fulfilling prophecy. Oh yeah. I think how we talk to ourselves is so important and that's when setting goals paying attention to that like how am I talking to myself right now and where does that come from and why do I not think that's possible because it does it comes up or being like why does my body feel so anxious as I'm writing this down Mm -hmm. yeah totally well cool well I'm excited to hear about the year end retreats that y'all work on and let me know if it's something that you've ever thought about doing I love even going and doing like a solo retreat or booking myself a cute hotel room or asking my family to go visit someone else so I have like the space to myself and I can knock out so much in a couple days you know of like okay I have this goal of launching this online course I'm gonna make all the slides in this day or I'm going to spend time being grateful and doing all of my like pre-planning stuff. And then I'm going to check things off this list. Um, so if a solo retreat or a planning night or a cute little date for yourself feels like it's in the cards, let us know. What do you guys like doing? Do you like alone time? Do you like to go somewhere special? What feels good for y'all? I, yeah, I need alone time um, just for space and to be quiet and Something that I'll do is I really am a verbal person. If you can't tell, I like to talk. Um, And so 
I like to set aside time and like hike or take a walk and I'll do voice memos and talk through it just to kind of get it out and get it organized. And then I'll go back and go through it. And something else I've done is like, I'm like, I'm going to solo retreat myself. Like I'm going to go and get it. I've gotten like a tiny house and spent time there and spent the time hiking, but then going back to the place and being like, I'm going to have set time where I'm journaling and writing through this. And um, yeah, that's what I like to do. I think for me, I need almost like a combination of things. I definitely am like a verbal processor, but I can't think around other people. I think I posted this on Instagram once. I was like, my partner was working upstairs and I could hear him talking and I was trying to write something and I was like, is anyone out? Like it has to be completely silent for me to really, like, really think. Um, and so I feel like it's like a combination of like a little group retreat or something with time alone, like within that. So going for a walk or having time to journal, like I need like the, I need both. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I like the, I like being around people too. I think I've done that with some friends and we're kind of doing that right now too. Of Like, let's come together. Let's, knock out some things let's think through where we want to go and I think that that time can be so valuable so okay cool well we're gonna try to put a freebie in the in the um, show notes too to help you work through some of these things so make sure you grab that and um, we always have our vision workshop available as well if you need help figuring out what your core values are or help figuring out what is really important to you um, to build into your next year, or you're like, I've never heard of anyone taking a sabbatical. What's that? Um, these these resources might be really helpful for you to jump in and grab. Um, and we're also doing our money mindset challenge at the end of the month, and that would that's just such a good time to get a lot of these things in order and to have someone walk with you through it. So um, the sale link to Danger School is also in the show notes, and that gets you access to the challenge. We'd love to have you. And, um, and yeah, just so excited for what we're going to all do together in the next year. This episode was produced and edited by the lovely Jen Madigan Creative. Music for this episode was written and recorded by Jamie Lono and Shammy D. Thanks for being part of our Dangerous Creatives podcast community, and we'll see you again next time.